0: You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh,
1: yeah. Hey, We know nothing listeners. This is Nikki Glazer. I'm calling my own line right now to leave a message that will be put at the beginning of our show to let you know that the last episode, Episode 5, was an episode that was aired out of order. So that was a mistake. Um, we hope you enjoyed it regardless. But um, the next episode is going to be an episode that took place before then. We are back in order, but we're going to skip that episode that you already heard. Does that make any sense? Doesn't matter. Things might be a little jumbled, but stay with us and we'll get back to our regular scheduled programming. Uh, Thank you for listening. And here is episode six. We know nothing. We know nothing. Welcome to We Know Nothing, I'm Nikki Glazer. I'm here with my co-host Phil Hanley. Phil, how you doing today?
2: I'm good, how are you Nikki?
1: I'm good, we're um, taping this on an off day, we usually tape on uh, Mondays and now we're taping on Tuesdays. How do you feel not following therapy Ugh. directly? Uh,
2: I, you know, I think therapy warms me up, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't really had, uh, I don't know if I've talked, I've just been running around today. I Have you know. talked
1: to anyone today?
2: I talked to my mom uh, very briefly. That'll warm you. Yeah, up. a five-minute conversation in the oh, post that's office good. to my mom. Yeah. Do you
1: ever go through days where you're like, I haven't spoken to anyone today? Oh
2: yeah, I'm like the first conversation I have is when I get to like the first show of the night sometimes. Really? Yeah. Or I mean, it's like chit chat. Like it's yeah, pretty much. Or like a like a like a you know talk to my manager for like thirty seconds or whatever.
1: Yeah. God, I. Uh, yeah, I have days like that too. But um, I had therapy this morning and. Um, Boy, just did enough. She's very um, opinionated about our business. And it's very, uh, she's very like um, defeatist. Like you're in the shittiest business in the world and everyone's, you can't trust anyone. They're all lying to you about really? everything. And I mean, not, she's not. she wouldn't say like you're lying to me, but she probably would actually. She thinks that everyone's out for themselves and, um, and that you just have to look out for yourself. I'm very bad about saying no to things. And that's what I'm struggling with recently. Okay, I
2: think everyone is because you get in the habit of um, saying you have to say yes to everything at first and then.
1: Yeah, I'm in that transition where it's like I can't keep if I keep saying yes to everything, I have no time for anything. And then you you have no time to make the things you really want to make. You're just spent doing a bunch of stuff that you aren't that like. And I tried to say no to something last week and it ended up turning into a yes. And now I'm just. But uh, sometimes you leave and you're like, I, re- I just got yelled at for an hour, or I just felt worse about myself, or whatever. I think we talked about this last yeah. week, but that's kind of how I felt today. It's oh, just, is that
2: how you? Do you does it linger? Or do I'm you like feel hung like that over right from now? it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Or I'm just
1: like, she's like, you gotta you gotta start um you gotta start looking out for yourself, and you gotta start. What was her? What was the motto? Oh, she goes. You need to start choosing and not being chosen. It's not enough to be chosen. You like being chosen. I'm like, oh my gosh, they chose me. Yeah. Whereas I never think about like, oh, I should be the one being like, no, I want you.
2: Oh, okay. Like if a
1: hot guy asks me out, I'm like, oh my god, a hot guy likes me, as opposed to me being like, but do I even like him?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just like people that want me, as opposed to wanting things just because I want them.
2: But also, don't you think you're in like a transition period where now you're in a position to say, to choose things, like, career-wise? Yes. Yeah. and I, I think, I mean, you have to give yourself a break. That's gonna be, uh, that's gonna take a second to adjust to.
1: I think so, too. I think she doesn't understand where I'm coming from, and maybe that's, I have to communicate that better, but it's just, uh, sometimes you just feel like you get the shit kicked out of you in there. But it's good, because then you rebuild. And that's my new mantra, choose, don't be chosen.
2: Yeah, choose. Just a side note, your hair looks very nice.
1: Oh, thank you. I I did uh, VH1's Big Morning Buzz this morning, which is the Today Show on VH1.
2: Oh, cool, okay.
1: You know, all the people watching VH1 (laughs) at 10 in the morning. Yeah. I honestly don't, no offense to the show, it's actually a great show and Nick Lachey hosts it, and it's an honor to sit next to him. And He's really funny and really just great on TV and a great host, but I just don't know who's watching the show because you you feel Twitter love when you do something on yeah, TV. Yeah. You get like a gist of like how many people are watching. Yeah. I get the only tweets I get are from the show tweeting about the show. Oh, really? Like no. one's And I don't know how my show on MTV was canceled and this keeps going. Maybe
2: it, it's like non Twitter people. Like, could it be like.
1: Yeah. Like moms? moms.
2: Yeah. Who like Nick Lachey.
1: That's a good point. And maybe it is moms, but I feel like I would get some kind of Facebook love, just something. Yeah. Like my my website has like a place where you can like write in contact me. Uh huh. There's just nothing.
2: Wow. It's, yeah. Um,
1: and it's just weird. Like sometimes you just wonder. Like, there's too much TV. How can everything have of uh, have eyes on it?
2: There's so much TV. There's too
1: much. Yeah. That's another thing my therapist was saying. She was like, "You're in, a, you're in a." a industry right now that is so oversaturated and it's very democratic now. Like everyone has a chance to do anything they want. Yeah. But that means that there are so few people actually making money at it and actually getting seen and actually becoming, yeah. making a living at it. It's, it's tough, but I think at every markets oversaturated. Let's, let's be honest. I like, I hate when artists talk about like, Oh God, comedians We're so, we're so different and our struggles. So I just hate when comedians talk about like how, um, it happens a lot on podcasts. Like, oh, we're such—we our struggle is so real, and we're so damaged. That's the thing I yeah, hate.
2: Yeah, yeah. Comedians
1: love talking about how damaged yeah. they are. They feel like superior that they're more damaged than other people. Yeah,
2: I, I'm like, I guess the group, like my kind of friends and peers, aren't really like, like, yeah, like, like that. But yeah, that's.
1: Cr- but you do hear that. Oh, you completely yeah, okay. hear that.
2: Yeah. Or like, um, if you're sitting around and joking around, like before a show or whatever. I want to have fun, and then it leads to. I always have a better set if I'm having a blast mm-hmm. at the table before I go up. Then it's it, the
1: table meeting at the cellar. Yeah, then upstairs. you're like yeah. you're
2: having fun, and you go up.
1: It's it, at this at the comedy cellar. There's a table upstairs in the restaurant above it that has a bunch of comics hanging out every night, and it's just like the. It's like a, a fun social circle unlike any other club really that where you just sit and kind of hang out before you're set and like shoot the shit.
2: It's one of my favorite
1: and then places. You go downstairs to be. and then sometimes it can be a bad vibe at the table and sometimes it can be a good vibe. You're saying on good vibe nights you go down yeah, and have good, way more fun. Yeah,
2: like if you if you say if you get like a big laugh at the table and then you go on stage, it just feels like you feel like you're almost yes. getting warmed up at the table. Oh,
1: you're right cuz last night I had like a bad vibe at the table and I went downstairs and I was like I ain't shit.
2: Oh really? Like you
1: know, like I, I do, I don't belong here because I just felt like I didn't have any real good zingers. I kind of felt oh, in my okay. head like I was sitting at the cool kids table and yeah. like the next thing I say has to be as funny as. Oh what?
2: right, yeah. Sometimes I, you
1: just feel outclassed.
2: Yeah, it's. A, but if I'm depending, if I'm working on somewhere, if I have a new bit, I will sit at the table and just not like I don't feel like I have to put in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah, sometimes some, I, I yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, You want to?
1: I revert right back to eighth grade when Jill Hartsky, one of the popular girls, asked me to go to uh, Cosmic Bowling, which is like bowling in the dark with like glow in the dark stuff going on. (sighs) I don't know. It was like a cool thing in eighth grade.
3: But she was one
1: of the popular girls and she took me out of my unpopular group Uh and was like, plucked me and was like, come hang out tonight. Yeah. And I remember going there and I was the only like, I was the new person Uh that only one person approved of being there. Oh, okay. And I just remember being so insecure about everything I said and how all eyes were on me and how I just wasn't cool enough really to be there. Like I was kind of like a fraud. And that's how I felt, I think, my entire life. There are times when I do feel like, huh, I belong here. But like, yeah. I can go back to that girl so quickly.
2: Wow, is that? Uh, but that's so a state of mind, right?
1: It absolutely. Like is. if you
2: sh- rolled into cosmic bowling and we're like, "Fuck this! I'm as cool or cooler than all the."
1: Yeah, I have low self esteem. It's an issue. Uh. And I work on it constantly
2: because re- you seem so confident.
1: I know that is so nice for you to say, but I am, and there are times to- I've been working on it really hard. So I'm trying to like actually like myself and feel like I have something to say and uh-huh. like i'm worth things yeah but like it's hard like i
2: that i'm so i consider myself like a stew i had no idea i think of you as like super confident like
1: oh that's so nice I, no, that's but nice I to hear like, so maybe w- I'm, it's maybe it's working
2: you don't seem like someone who like questions decisions or whatever you see
1: <laughs> really when
2: we sit down you know exactly Exactly what to do and what to say. Then we decide before we do the show. We listen to calls and yeah. decide what we're gonna do. You always and I'm like, ah, right, we could do that or we're right, sure. But you're like, no, it's good. it and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Nikki's totally right.
1: there's some pla some roles where I take like a, a a more like I know this is what I want to do. But like indecisiveness is my biggest flaw, and I think that's why. If I don't, if if we don't, I don't know why I can do it here, but I can't do it in some places. But oh, okay, I just my whole life I remember shopping with my mom in like eighth grade, and she's holding up two outfits, and she was like, "What do you like this one?" I'm like, "Eh," and she's like, "What about this one?" I'm like, "Eh," she goes, "You don't know what you want." I was like, "I know," like that. You don't know what you want is like been the mantra of my life. I feel like I just I don't I don't ever yeah. know what I I always think there's something better.
2: Oh okay yeah yeah. Which my
1: therapist said today that's greed. That's not you like striving for more. That's you looking at something someone else has and being like, I want that. And it's like a bad thing. It's not like a It's not like I want more for myself. It's like I want what that person has as opposed to being just okay with what you have. Oh, really? Yeah. Which kind of blew my mind, which is good because I want to look at that as a character flaw as opposed to I deserve more. I need to achieve more because it's an endless. It's, there's never enough. Yeah. If I'm eating dinner with someone, I want whatever you order, regardless of... I always regret what I order right away, and I then it comes, and I'm looking at everyone else's plate like, fuck.
2: Oh, really? Always. Wow. Okay. Uh, Unless
1: I made like a really great choice, um, which is rare. I always... Yeah. I always want what other people have. Except... It, it, I'm just figuring my relationship now I'm really happy with it and I'm like I feel like for once I got something that someone else has and that's the way that's how good okay. I feel about who I got
2: oh that's great well, yeah that's really good
1: yeah because generally I go for guys who are already someone else's
2: <laughs> oh oh really <laughs> yeah wow. or
1: like I just they're unavailable and, okay. and generally that means they're with someone else I don't go after them I don't yeah. try to like break up people but I am drawn to people I have crushes on people that are with other people.
2: Oh, really? I don't think... I mean, I think I maybe I've had that...
1: Uh, and I listened to Robin's Call Your Girlfriend on repeat and think about that person. Like, oh, maybe they'll call their girlfriend and break up with her for me.
2: Oh, really? I mean, this
1: is like 2009, Nikki, but it's a real person that existed.
2: Oh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you. Yeah, you strike me as extremely...
1: Do you uh, ever want what people don't have?
2: Do I want... Look, want what other people have?
1: Yeah, that's what I meant.
2: Um yeah like I mean uh, I think uh, entertainment industry show business I think that that's I think everyone I mean yeah besides Seinfeld who's not like uh, you know who doesn't want what I'm another. sure
1: he looks at someone and's like I yeah. wish I wouldn't I have wonder, made a yeah. movie and I would have done so whatever
2: yeah yeah I mean I think that besides like the top top guys I think that's that's what you yeah what you strive for like career stuff.
1: I think everyone can relate to that, maybe. Like, you get someone gets a promotion at work that yeah. you wanted, and you're like,
2: why not me? Yeah. But um, with, uh, no, generally not with like relationship stuff. I'm, yeah, no. I, I'm pretty like, uh, yeah. I, guess I
1: agree. I don't, I, it doesn't translate as much to relationships, but. You've never, you've never been drawn to someone just because they're maybe unavailable to you? Has that ever been a No,
2: thing? I don't think that's ever happened. I've certainly liked, I, I'm sure I can't, someone doesn't spring to mind right now, but yeah. I've had crushes on people who I'm, were in a relationship, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah. But, I mean, my group of friends, like, from people that I grew up with to people that I have friends now, I have, are in different, like, relationship situations, like, from, like, I have a friend who's like been with his girlfriend since high school, and they mm-hmm. have kids, and they're really happy. And none of that. I'm pretty happy with my situation. Like I don't. None of that stuff. I'm like, ah, that's what I want.
1: Yeah. No. I. I mean, I was just speaking of it, the, like on a prior podcast, but like watching people hold hands on the train. Part of me is like, ugh. But I think I just want it.
2: We we discussed that walking, uh, and then later that day, and I was I meant to text you, or whatever, but I just didn't get a chance. I was on the like you know the walkway by the West Side Highway. Yes. And uh, a couple were riding bikes beside each other holding hands. No. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> that is a level 10 offense. Yeah.
2: That No, like, that is, yeah.
1: That is the work. How I, codependent do you need
2: to- It was outrageous.
1: To hold hands on- Maybe if you were just doing it as like a, look what we can do for a couple seconds. Yeah. Whoa. It was
2: fairly extensive. Like I have good vision and I watched them for like, until they were like little Ugh. dots on the horizon.
1: I do not want that. I was I was thinking about – Gwyneth Paltrow was recently in the news because obviously her and Chris Martin um, had a conscious uncoupling, as she called it, uh, as opposed to divorce. And she was saying how they never were affectionate in public. They didn't do red carpets together. They didn't do that whole thing. And there's rarely pictures of them, like, intimate in public. And she said it's because it's all for show. Like, when celebrities do that, you're just trying to tell other people, like, we're happy. Yeah. And – um. And yeah, you think about it and you're like, why do you need to go on the red carpet and like make out to prove to everyone that you're happy? Yeah, it's weird. But then a part of me does want it. A part of me wants to be like, look what I have.
2: Uh, yeah, it's, I I've, I uh, have met I met a couple once that I would see them like behind closed doors and they would be like kind of fighting and stuff yeah. like that and then if we were out at like a party or something like that, they were like treated each other completely differently. Yes. And I was like, that is so strange. Yeah. You know?
1: I would always want to be out then if I were them.
2: Yeah. 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 It was really weird to see. So I could see how couples would do that because that's, uh, you know, people are buying into that.
1: Yeah. Just keeping up appearances. People like to like, there are people who are hoarders and live in filth. And then when they go out, you would be like, you would never think that that person lives in filth because they like get it together when they go out. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of that, like keeping. But I think it's best when a relationship is great when you're alone. Yeah. And just whatever when you're out.
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's fun when you're out, but obviously. Yeah. I mean, I
1: went to dinner the other night and there was this couple that was just so they looked so in love. Like we were at dinner with them. They're my boyfriend's friends. And I was just like, I want that. But it's just not. I mean, that doesn't have to be the standard. Like, just because I don't have that doesn't mean my boyfriend doesn't care about me as much as he cares about her. But. And I don't know that if I want someone, like, I don't want to look like the cover of a romance novel when yeah. I'm sitting at dinner with my friends, like, touching yeah. and, like.
2: Your boyfriend's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what Nikki, what, why, what made you think they were so in love? Were they, like.
1: They were just, like, it was, like, there was no one else at the table. And, I mean, it wasn't obnoxious because it was a big party. And so, like, there t- were times we would just kind of pair off into conversations. And uh-huh. I would just, I was with Anya, who was on the last episode, my roommate, and we would just, I would be, like, hey, look over there at. Vaughn and Saralina. And Vaughn and Saralina are their names, by the way. They're two, like, models, and they're just, like, engrossed. They're just, like, s- gazing in each- into each other's eyes, and they're married. Uh-huh. Like, they just got together, and they've been together for years. Wow. And it's just, like, whoa. Are they,
2: like, European or something? Is Vaughn European?
1: No. No. Really? He's from, like, North Carolina. Really? And she's from New Mexico. Oh,
2: okay. I see this is like... I, but I, they're
1: just so in love, and it's, like, that oh, it looks nice. But I'm sure it's... Maybe when they go home, it's not like that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it is.
2: Uh. You you often, I've had that growing up where you meet a family and you're like, this is like this is like Norman Rockwell yes. would paint these guys at a dinner table yeah. family. And then you kind of get to know, know them or whatever and you're like, oh no, it's a mess. Like they yeah. pull their shit together for the Christmas card and then it's just, you, I think family, there's always something going down in, I know. in families.
1: I always, I mean, I'll get into my head about girls on the train. I'll be like, her outfit is impeccable. Her nails are perfect. Like she's perfect, not a hair out of place. And I'm like, I just start thinking like, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I have it together at one-tenth as much as this chick? Uh Like her shoes are great. Like, she just looks at him like, wondering what her closet looks like, just everything like color-coordinated. And then I'm like, maybe not, Maybe she goes home and she's cutting herself and crying. Like, oh, I don't yeah, know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But
1: probably not. She's uh, probably all together. Like I, In my head, I like to fantasize that people are perfect. And that, and that's what makes me always feel imperfect is because I will oh, never achieve that.
2: Yeah, no, but people aren't. Because it's
1: a thing that doesn't exist.
2: Yeah, no, people are not. Uh, yeah, not at all. That's
1: why I love reality shows. I think they allowed me to see that oh other people are l- are like me. I uh-huh. think that's the good thing about reality shows is that because before reality we didn't get a chance to see people being their their real selves. Yeah. You would just read the tabloids for that stuff cuz that's that's your way into like the celebrities behind the scenes. Otherwise you only have your own family to base yeah. off of what but now you have Honey Boo Boo to be like oh okay. There's yeah. some real crazy shit going on. That's, yeah, uh, mine's not as bad as.
2: Uh, yeah, podcasts have been good for that too because yeah, people really open up. Yeah, they do. Um,
1: I'm a fucking open book on a pot Like
2: no, but just and I just the irony is, and we're colleagues and we're in the same. Yeah, like, I'm people without a doubt look at you and are like Nikki has her shit together. No, isn't that funny? She's like. So that's the irony.
1: Yeah, it is. It, I, and people have told me that before. Like, God, you like your career is just going. And I'm like, are you joking me? Like, it's in shambles. Like, to me, from my perspective, in shambles. And so anywhere, any person, Jennifer Aniston probably thinks like her career is like, yeah, isn't as good as it should be. When uh-huh. I look at it and I'm like, it couldn't be any better. Yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to be your best friend. Yeah. Isn't that the goal? No, it's not the goal. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, no <I'm> comment. <laughs> because...
1: <laughs> I mean, I get that a lot after shows. Like, oh, my God, we should be friends. Let's go get drunk together. And I'm like, you have no Like, I am not, I would not be a good friend to you.
2: Uh, yeah. It's
1: nice, though, to want people to want to be your friend. Uh,
2: I guess, yeah. I don't it know. It goes friend. back
1: to that kindergarten thing. Like, all you go, when you go into kindergarten, you just want people to be your friend. Like, that's your goal in kindergarten. Yeah, it's yeah. It's people to like you. Yeah. Don't we all just want to be liked? I Isn't think, that why you do it?
2: Uh, a comedy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I you, I do it because and this is it's the only thing I've ever had any it's the Talent only for. yeah it's the only thing I've ever what I put into it I get out of it
1: okay like
2: sp- school was just a write off because I couldn't read or right. write um, sports when I was a kid I just, I just it's it, uh, with in my defense it's the only thing I've ever applied myself to but anything else is not I've yeah. never had but stand up if I do a lot of shows and I get be- you know better
1: yeah that's I mean I think that's true too It's it's the only thing that I've ever been good at right away um, Like not great at But like wow I have a knack for this Yeah yeah A knack Yeah If I'm being phonetic about it Um. Okay yeah I agree with that I wanna Let's jump into some advice And, okay. and listen to our uh, our producer John We meant to catch up with you last week Regarding um, Are you there John? Are you there? I'm here Please take a me? seat Hi Hey John Hey so, John, last we left off with you, I think you were you were starting to see the girl again or at least make contact with and kind of yeah. hang out with the girl, not sleep with mm-hmm. the girl of your dreams who you are. You cannot be with right now because that's yours, because uh, you just got out of a four year relationship. That's yeah. mine. You just turned down mine. Phil. <laughs> it's OK. I was trying to do this. There you go. Um, so what's going on now? That was two weeks ago
4: yeah uh yeah things are going really actually great now okay um, with her yeah we i mean we we even like went away together
1: wow <laughs> Isn't
4: that crazy where did you
1: go we went to
4: hudson new york
1: oh my god for what
4: just to like go hang out
1: Do, did you get like a bed and <laughs> breakfast like where did no you
4: get- she had a friend that lived there and stuff but we they gave us a room and we hung out and it was like yeah things are going really well i really like her a lot is um, she your girlfriend I don't know. I mean, so we were we were kind of drunk the other night, and she looked at me, and she was like, I don't want to see any other guys. Do you want to see any other girls? And I was like, no. Because I really, I mean, that's yeah, not even don't. in my mind right now. I mean, yeah. was like, no, but I don't know if that means now that we're, like, exclusive. It sounds exclusive. It yeah. sounds like we are, right? Ooh,
1: yeah. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, I remember having that conversation with my boyfriend because that was my way of getting him to be, like, you're my boyfriend, right? (laughs) And he, um, I remember saying the same thing. I I was remember he was like, I really like you. And I was like, I like you too. So is it safe to say we don't like other people? And he was like, yeah, it's safe to say. And so I was like, oh, then that's, he's my boyfriend. He didn't know that though. And so I was calling him my boyfriend for months before I did it in front of someone. He was like, oh, I'm your boyfriend. And I was like, yeah, for like two months now. (laughs) But he didn't know. So I think that she is probably
4: you think so? Should I ask her that or something? I mean, I'm trying to like I said before, we I am mm. still trying to take this very slow. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't want to go out and date. I don't like going out to bars just trying to pick up girls anyways. Yeah. So. so what's your
1: hesitation then? If you're already going away with this girl, you're clearly spending the night with her. Yeah. Um, what's what's holding you back now? I mean, you th- you still think you need time.
4: I guess I don't It's not about that I need time. I guess maybe I just Maybe it's more like I, I, I feel like maybe I jumped into this really quick and mm-hmm. um, like I was just in this relationship and now I'm just in another one. And I don't know why I'm even hesitating at this point. How often are you guys seeing each other? How- kind of a lot. Like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, we hung out. Yeah. Oh, that is a lot. That's a lot. It was her birthday weekend, though, and then I took her out to dinner for her birthday. Uh-huh.
1: You're her boyfriend.
4: Really? Mm-hmm.
2: But you could still. Now's the time, though.
1: If I were her, I would think that.
2: Should Especially I ask her? Especially
1: since you guys took time off, and then you had time to think about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And yeah, now right. you
1: decided yeah. to go right back to where you were, which is hanging out all the time. Yeah. It seems almost that you have weighed it and and decided. I'm back. I'm in it. I do
4: like her. I do really like her a lot. Yeah. And she makes me happy, and we have a really good time hanging mm-hmm. out um and like she's going away to california for the weekend and she keeps telling me how much she's gonna like miss me and stuff while she's gone so maybe maybe you're right
1: yeah so what do you but, what's your plan here i don't I know feel, should i ask her that or something do I don't, you want I don't, her what's gonna be where are you gonna come from though do you want to slow it down again i
4: get i'm i, I don't want to see her less yeah i like seeing her a lot um i guess i'm just afraid to Maybe it's I'm afraid to like announce to the public that I have a girlfriend again. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what it is.
2: Well, you don't need to. I would. It sounds like everything's that's on track. Why don't you just keep going the way things are going? Obviously, she doesn't want to see anyone. You don't want to see anyone.
4: Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll just wait it out until she. Yep. Does what happened to Nick. I think
1: that's th- exactly. You know. Until she introduces you as someone, or until she asks you, "Am I like?" It wasn't for a while until my boyfriend started introducing me as his girlfriend. He mm-hmm. just like I think avoided that scenario, so it's avoidable. Yeah. And you don't have to announce it to everyone. It doesn't have to become like this.
4: It's <laughs> just weird because certain situations it gets kind of like. For instance, I brought her to the club to see comedy with a couple of her friends the other mm-hmm. night, and some comic was like, "Who's in love?" and like everyone in the room clapped, and oh, I'm like, kind of like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, what do I do? I do? Feel and the moment so passed bad really quick. Yeah. in
1: those scenarios where like you go to a concert and people are like shout if you're in love and it's like don't put that on me right now i'm in a weird you don't know my relationship yeah
2: yeah it's
1: really uncomfortable um i always think about that when couples are like even like do it doing some of the material i do i'm like god people on first dates don't want to be thrust into hearing about like sex right now like it's It's so, or like the topics that come up when you're like watching a comedy show or seeing music and they start talking to the audience. That's awkward. I
4: get that. That discomfort you're talking about though, I think might work like in a way though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, by like putting people on a first date. It, I, it's funny to everybody
2: else, at yeah. least. When yeah. comics single out I'm people bad. on a first date, it's I'm hysterical. Bad. Yeah, I do do that. I think it's really. I think funny. it's different it's so when you single funny. people
1: out, but I think if they're just sitting in the back of the room yeah. and they have to like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like laugh at like yeah. the material or like choose what to I, laugh at, you don't want to seem like a stick in the mud, but you don't want to laugh too hard at a joke about masturbating all day or whatever exactly. you might
2: exactly. relate yeah. to. Exactly. I, I can think of that too. I mean, it's so different for me because I wouldn't i don't go if i go to a comedy show it's because i'm on this or whatever but i can imagine going to date you go to a comedy show some of the topics
1: even a movie
2: yeah yeah even a movie. i i get it to me it's the same sensation like i remember being like 17 and like watching a condom commercial with my parents or even now if it's like some type of like situation going on down there commercial and you're just like, oh Jesus.
1: Yeah, you just kinda pretend like it didn't happen, but yeah. you both know it did, and yeah. it's just yeah. It's it's weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so you had that moment. I think what I'm sensing from you is yeah, the hesitation of wanting to like be in something again, like have yeah. the label. I know we talked about the guy that like doesn't like labels or whatever, and how that's bullshit. But I think that is there's something to that.
4: I'm also really concerned about my ex girlfriend too. Like I don't want to like hurt her. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to. I don't know. I don't.
1: Okay, here's that. You can say that to this new girl. Yeah. If we're gonna be honest with each other, that's part of it. Some one of my friends was saying the other day about how she stumbled upon a picture on instagram of her ex-boyfriend with a new girlfriend she had a panic attack in the middle of the night and she's laying in bed next to her new boyfriend and she woke him up and was like i have to tell you right now i am not doing well because i just saw my ex-boyfriend's picture with a new girlfriend and the boyfriend responded by like holding her and being like it's okay let's talk out how you're feeling instead of being threatened and i think Wow. A secure that's, enough partner, yeah. which he should be secure. She doesn't want to date this other guy, but it's it's still gonna to to send her into a tailspin. Should understand that, like y- you don't want to rub that in her face, and that it's not gonna, you don't want to put pictures on Facebook yet. You don't want to put pictures on Instagram or whatever, and that's understandable. That's actually like commendable. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with that. And okay. I think that that's a good reason. I think to... your friend,
4: hand- her boyfriend handled that really well. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no shit, right? I told her last... She It was at the cellar last night. Um, And I just was like, you have a keeper. That's... Aw-. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying that to my boyfriend.
4: Yeah, I, I, I don't want to bring up any of that stuff to uh-uh. her.
1: Uh-uh. You know? But I think it's different with you. This isn't like you being jealous of a guy like or like even looking at her instagram or whatever that's even this is just you being a good ex-boyfriend and caring still caring about someone's feelings that you used to be close with
2: in, it's in that's a positive quality for you to have and it's a quality that she reaps the benefits of because it means you're a sensitive guy and you're caring yep so you i mean not that you're Yeah, so it's. I mean, she. Um, she always. She already appreciates that quality in you already. I'm sure. So hopefully, she would understand that.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I, I think hope. that's a good thing. I think yeah. you should tell her that honestly, and if that were part of it, your hesitation, that would give me some kind of relief to her because it's not about her. Yeah. That takes pressure off of her. It's not about. Oh, you don't want her to know about me because I'm not good enough. It's like no, that is. She wouldn't misconstrue that. That what it is is what it is. You just don't want to make someone feel bad because it it was just recently. It is super fresh. Yeah. And and by fresh I mean like fly. And um <laughs> it's it's it is. It's super yeah, you're I think that's a great I think that's it. I think you tapped into what's going on.
4: Okay. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna just have fun with this until we get to that Ride point. Ride it you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is good.
1: good you don't stuff. need to establish anything. Like yeah. what's just Live.
4: Exactly I
1: Yeah That's great it's, why, why bitches be trying to put labels on things man <laughs> Why do we want Why do we want to know Like that's what Patrice said in his special Which we talked about last week Like Why did it have to go anywhere Why can't it just be
2: Yeah I remember When I uh, st- And I never put Pictures of uh, Cause I like to tell I might tell a joke like Oh my girlfriend da, da, da. and So I don't want to invade Her privacy So I never put I don't have any pictures of if I'm dating someone of myself and them online or on yeah. Facebook or whatever. I can't, I can't imagine doing any. Like I don't have pictures of me and my nephew on Facebook. I don't anything that's personal. I'm like,
1: yeah, that's different than most people. Oh nowadays. really? Yeah, everyone puts everything out there. Yeah, yeah but I'm like no, because I don't want.
2: I and I appreciate my last few girlfriends have been totally cool with that. Yeah. Because I'm just like no, I don't want. If I do a joke about, I don't know, they she'll put stuff about me on her Facebook. Yeah. Like if I have something, if I have something on right. TV or something like that, she'll post the clip or whatever, which is nice. Yeah. But yeah, is that odd?
1: No, I don't think so. My boyfriend doesn't post anything, would never do that. For the same reason. He said, I don't do that because I don't want my ex-girlfriend seeing, that would be so painful. And I respect that. I'm like, that is so, because I'm going to be your ex-girlfriend someday. <laughs> That's
3: beautiful. And I don't want
1: to be hurt because chances are, yes, I will be his ex-girlfriend someday if we're going to go by statistics. And the fact that he wouldn't do that to me is like awesome to know that I won't, even if I dig and dig and dig, I won't be able to track down who he's dating. So that'd be great. I think it's, that's the thing to do. I think that we do post things online and we want people to find out because we like to make people jealous.
2: I don't care. Like, I don't care if anyone knows who my girl, why would I, like, why do, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'll post a show that's coming up. But I don't. It doesn't. I don't care if someone I went to high school with knows that I have a girlfriend. Well, that means
1: you're secure because a lot. I think a lot of times, and I'm speaking from like it's embarrassing to even admit this. But if don't judge me, listener, because you probably do it too. But like you want to post something because you're like, look at I'm like I'm lovable. Someone someone has loved me. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. I mean I don't. I I, I don't think that's the sole reason I do it, and I don't even think that's like the majority of the reason i do it but it's a part of it i think that all social media is like us bragging a little bit and being like look what this says about me that i got this person who's this attractive or like i mean that's a huge part of everything
4: i'm kind of the same way as phil maybe guys just want to prove that they're more successful than they want to prove that they have somebody that really loves them yeah i don't know
1: i think that i mean i think it just depends on where how you were raised like i think that i seek love in the it just and like validating that I'm someone who's lovable and so I just need to like prove that to myself which I know that I am in theory but like I think deep down it's a process for me to feel like lovable okay oh but I think that a lot of guys don't struggle with that as much as girls do because I don't know society <laughs> <laughs> also, don't you find don't... that girls like to post more about their boyfriends than yeah definitely boys post about girls yeah
2: Uh, Look what I got,
1: or look what likes me, or like. And it's not even that. Like I I have seen, I've seen my exes or guys that I used to sleep with, like have like this is my new boo boo, and it's just like, and it makes me so sick. But they're just, and part of me thinks like, oh, they're just doing this to like make me mad. I like make it about myself, but. That's stupid, too. It's all stupid. I don't even know what I'm saying. You guys no, I understand. I, I, can't feel, please, yeah, I no. feel unlovable no. right now. Oh, you're I'm, lovable. Kidding. I'm kidding. You're I'm very lovable.
2: Kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just like, I don't, I just don't. I'm super private, and I want to, if, if something gets a big, Stay on, John. If something gets a big laugh, then I can justify revealing something that's private See, about my life. See, that's
1: not, okay. Is that bad? That's not real love, though. <laughs> what do you mean? And that's why I do it, too. It's because, like, laughter feels like. You're you're right, Nikki. Everything you're saying is right, and you have a, lo- a lot to say. And what you're saying is good and decent, and you're a good person.
2: Yeah, but I just mean so I get so like I'm revealing. Okay, I'm giving you this about me that's personal. But I, in return, you're laughing, and we're you know we're connecting on that. But I get nothing out of posting a picture of myself and my girlfriend on Facebook. That gives me zero.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't do that. I won't post something unless it's funny. But, like, even then, I'll, like, sneak it in. You oh, know, man, like, okay. do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not just going to post a, I, And I have not posted a picture of my boyfriend on any of my social devices. But, like, um, yeah, like, I think I posted a picture. He sent me a gigantic plant for Valentine's Day that was just, like, a disgusting plant because he was he can't like be sincere. He has to like make a joke about <laughs> it. But it was really funny. Like I like a jo- a good joke. So for Valentine's day I, oh, yeah, in my 40. green room, it was just like this big tree that was like a bush <laughs> that had no colors or anything. And I like posed with it and I was like, and it was the, f- I real I remember this moment because it was the first time on social media. I'd mentioned that I had like a boyfriend uh-huh. and I wrote like my loved, I didn't even say boyfriend. Cause I hate that word. Yeah. So it was like my loved one sent me this bush that had like, and so that was my, and I felt like, ugh, like, am I just writing this? Cause I want to be like my, boyfriend but I know I was just like no it's funny that you said I got funny. a big bush for Valentine's Day like um, I'm almost joking about the fact that I'm so unlovable that I got a bush instead of actual like flowers and then like I'll post like on Twitter I wrote this week I did another boyfriend thing where I was like um, my boyfriend is in Los Angeles it was right after the hurricane or not the hurricane the, um, the earthquake. earthquake and I was like my boyfriend is in Los Angeles I just texted him to see if he's okay and He didn't write back, guys. This is extremely like him, (laughs) and it was it it was it was cathartic for me because it it is like him to just not write back. But it was also like boyfriend. Like I felt a little bit like boyfriend. And I'm doing Seth Meyer's show on uh, coming up, which this will already be up by the time I am on there.
3: Oh great. And I think
1: like ninety percent of my set is I'm like, but it's all about like me breaking up with him and like not feeling loved. And so I feel like mentioning on stage part of me is like, I have a boyfriend, and the other part is like, but he doesn't love me. So it's it balances out.
4: Do those things get his attention though? Like that tweet. Um, is that was that? You part know of what? It? That
1: tweet um his brother wrote me and was like dude, I wrote him too. He hasn't written me back. It's not just you. And that was hilarious. And then his best friend wrote me and was like, my God, he never responds to any text. And I, I think they were just trying to make me feel better. And I was just like, yeah, I know. And then I, um, and then he was telling me about the earthquake uh, yesterday. He got back yesterday and I was like, yeah, I, I texted you. Did you remember getting that? And he was like, no, what are you talking about? And I was like, it actually inspired a pretty uh, sweet tweet and I uh, got a lot of, got a lot of action for that. So thank you. And he was like, "What did it say?" And I read it to him and he just laughed. Like he <laughs> he knows he's a piece of shit when it comes to that stuff. And then I have a ton of jokes about him not loving me or not being able to say I love you, which I had told on the last show. And it, I think it is my way of being like, "You don't love me?" Well, I'm going to fucking talk about it on stage and embarrass you. like not embarrass you, but like I'm going to put it out there so it's not as so it's not as painful for me. I'm yeah. not. De- I'm not dealing with it alone. Uh-huh. I think, but in a way, I'm kind of like, see all these people laughing at you. Tell me you love me, you yeah. bastard. Like his mom's gonna watch it and be like, <laughs> you don't love her. I think that's my goal. I'm just <laughs> kidding. It is not my goal. I hope she doesn't watch. Um, but how do you feel? feel do you talk about girlfriends on stage like in intimate ways? Uh. Like re- Like when you say, I feel like you like. Talk about a girlfriend, but it's not like your actual girlfriend, like a thing that happened.
2: Uh, yeah, it's all like if I talk about my ex-girlfriend, it's all it all happens it's like the part of my act that I'm gonna be performing on uh, Pete Holmes on Friday.
1: Oh yeah, the so br- go and that Google that. Yeah, oh I, my god,
2: I love that part of your act. Uh, I do. It's, it's the
1: best it's ever. We talked about it before. You bring a girl up on stage. I
2: bring a girl up on stage. I set it up. Uh, that my girlfriend broke my ex-girlfriend broke up with me <laughs> over the phone. We were together five years, and she broke up with me over the phone, and that actually happened.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: I was in. Have I talked about this on the show?
1: Um, th- I don't think so. I was this in isn't...
2: Regina, uh, playing a corporate game. Tell me, this is not just the perfect storm of depressing for a comedian in Regina Christmas party for KFC employees. Not like not the colonel, <laughs> but like just like the people, everyone. <laughs>
1: Do you have, say this in your act, not no, the I've colonel? Never, no, I've never. Talking. Please no. add that. You have to add that.
2: Oh really? I've never. I don't. I don't even. Yeah, okay.
1: I mean, I, I'm not even joking. Like, work that out. Just say that. That's okay. really funny. I, not the colonel. Just, well, like, like, because it, like, even if you thought about, like, oh, oh, like the higher ups, like the colonel and his family. No,
2: it was like, dude, like it. It was all. It looked people that were very influenced by eminem like white people with neck <laughs> neck tattoos and so we go up and it's like the cash register guy and the guy who's in charge of like the coleslaw or whatever like yeah and they i go on stage to do this corporate gig it's a corporate gig you got to be cl- you know clean or whatever i get on stage and they were so di- like they just wanted blood like they wanted a UFC is what they wanted for the right. Christmas party, and instead they got me. And, the opposite. Uh, yes, in a sense. Yes, in every sense. Yeah. And, uh, so anyway, so I do I do the set uh, with my friend. We're being really underpaid. The place is so packed. KFC in Saskatchewan, Canada, it must just be everywhere because it, it was huge. Do the gig. Go up to my room. It's freezing in Regina. Call my girlfriend. She's in tears.
1: Christmas is this like Christmas night or like around Christmas?
2: This is this would be like yeah like the twenty second. There's like children
1: in a choir singing outside. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And there's snow. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. (laughs) This is. I think it's probably the twenty second or something like that. She breaks up. It was like funky connection. I'm on Skype. She's on landline. Like crying. And I just knew like this. I knew it was. Why
1: did she break up with you?
2: Um. She had moved to. I was like living in New York, kind of part time. I mm-hmm. went to Canada to do corporate gigs at, at Christmas. She had moved to like northern, northern, northern Canada. Oh yeah, you told like me where like, it's like, like a the a, sun doesn't come out. Like a plane near ride Alaska. and then driving.
1: Yeah, it's driving. like
2: yeah, it's crazy. North Canada, like northern. Why Canada, did she near move there? Uh, Her family lived Santa there. Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, it's a Christmas <laughs> it's gig. Christmas I can't season. say too much of it, but yeah, she was really <laughs> short too. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so it was, and she wanted to stay up there and go to school and I was, it, she did the right thing. Like it was not, like it was like so far away anyways. So, uh, but I didn't want it. So she, yeah, she broke up with me over the phone and, uh, it was in Regina. It's like 11 o'clock at night after this terrible gig and I don't eat junk food really. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't even a bar for me to get a drink. She just like dumped me after five years and I went to the vending machine <sighs> and got two bags of chips. Oh my God. Ate them in my bed. And then the next day, went out with a person like it was. It was like a two person show, and it was my friend, a uh, very funny uh, comedian, Erica uh, Sergison. And uh, we, we like I just saw her, and it was one of those things where it was like I I was in such a bad state that I felt bad for her. So I was like, your day, you like, how do you say? It, it was just I was, in, you know, when you're just raw.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I
2: was very raw uh, in Regina, and then so that's Christmas. And then at the, uh, New Year's Eve, we do. We do I did the show, and you were kind of supposed to do new stuff. And I just that afternoon, I was like, I'm just gonna write a transcript of our final conversation. So it's true. The first part is wow. true. The scenario is true, but then obviously the dialogue is.
1: Is any of it though kind of like, fuck you?
2: Uh, no. I mean, I felt good because I felt so terrible. And anytime something shitty happens to me, and then I can get a bit out of it, it's like so worth it mm-hmm. uh but yeah no i don't like i don't feel uh like fuck you to her whatsoever yeah, there wasn't any kind no of and agenda. i understood why like it just didn't make our relationship stop making sense yeah um and i saw it coming and i could have done it myself but i was just like yeah, let's try to go plus she was supposed to come for christmas and stuff god oh she so yeah. knew
4: it was happening though
2: uh well i mean she had we had Bought her a ticket. Like, she was supposed to... Mm-hmm. If she broke up with me on the 22nd. She was supposed to come and spend, like, Christmas with my family. But that would have just made it much more difficult on her to break up with you afterwards, you think? Uh, I don't know. I think she I think she just... Yeah, she that likes, would. I
1: mean, if it was in her head to break up with him, yeah. to go, like, visit...
2: And I knew that it was...
1: Uh, it wasn't doing well.
2: Yeah. But uh, it was... It Still brutal. A, it wasn't a festive Christmas for me. Oh, God, yeah. Phil. There's a picture. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. 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 it. That feeling, man, is so bad. We so just...
1: at this point, Phil has already done this on the Pete Holmes show by the time this airs. So yeah. go um to show.com or whatever it is and check out that set because it's such a funny bit. Oh, it's one of my favorite things to it watch. It is. Oh,
2: cool. That's nice. Because hey, you're be... just
1: going to pick a person from the audience Yeah, random, I'm just right? going
2: to pick a random person from the crowd. Oh, that's wow. great. Hope that Isn't they're... that good? No oh, plan. Yeah. That's...
1: That's the best. I thought it'd be like uh, one of the writers. It'll look real, too. It, uh, yeah. You know, like it'll come off like, oh, I'm actually watching something. Happen on TV that's exciting and original. Yeah, it's and like, cooler than to the let,
2: let me do
4: people that. I like
1: it. People love that stuff. Yeah,
2: we, uh, yeah, I'd be, yeah. It's,
4: I, li- I like when comics do like really unexpected stuff in those situations. Did you guys see like when Nick Vaderod did that thing? Yes. When he, he pulled out his notes and it was like this ridiculous.
1: Yeah. You remember that? I like yeah. when people do things that aren't really like stand up y. Yeah. Like I just liked seeing like the rails kind of come off or just like something. Different. I have to reckon this has nothing to do with uh, relationships, but speaking to that, um, have you guys been watching Seth Meyers' new show?
4: Yeah, yes.
1: My favorite part is when he talks to Fred Armisen, mm-hmm. and they just riff that entirely. Yeah. Like, he just comes, he, if you haven't seen it, every show, Fred Armisen is the band leader. He was from SNL, and uh, after the monologue, Seth goes over to his desk, and he's asking Fred, like, so what'd you do this weekend? You, oh, you did that. Wow, well, You're so busy, which is weird to me because every week you come in and you seem to lie about things you have going on when you don't really need to lie. And then he says, like, for instance, backstage, I just heard you, you were telling someone that you have a new young adult novel coming out <laughs> and that'll be his prompt to just make one up on the spot. So like every night Seth tosses him some idea that he has to just kind of like. You know, and he's make so and it's he's so funny, and the way he looks, like the look on his face every time Seth Meyers accuses him of making things up is so funny. I watched like twenty of them the other night, which there's that's how many there are at this point because it's such a new show, but it is one of the funniest things on TV I think happening right it's,
2: now. It's cool. It's cool because it reminds me of when like old Tonight Show clips when people didn't have interviews prepared and stuff a like script? that, and we just yeah. yeah,
1: people would get drunk. That was like a oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Why don't people get drunk anymore? I don't understand. I
2: know. I don't understand why someone hasn't done a late night show and build it as we're taking the model from the Tonight Show, yeah. old school Tonight Show, when it was, th- everyone watched it. Like my dad said, like everyone would stay up everyone. and watch it. Everyone, yeah.
1: Like, that's why you would be an instant star mm-hmm. after you exactly. did a late night set on there.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and just be like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to try that. People, um, we're going to have a couple drinks and are going to.
1: Man, I when I did the Tonight Show, they had I was drinking at the time, and they had booze backstage. I don't know. You've done late night. Do, do they have booze backstage?
2: Uh, you, uh, Ferguson has like a full bar backstage. There's like a bar room where. Yeah.
1: Why are we all so responsible? I chugged a beer before I went on stage just because I just needed to loosen up, and it was great. But like, I wasn't drunk. Yeah. It'd be so funny to see someone go out and be wasted. Like that doesn't <laughs> happen anymore. Yeah. And th- maybe it's because. It would exist online forever because back then on The Tonight Show, unless you video record, there weren't VCRs. So you would just, it would just be word of mouth at that point.
4: Yeah. But as a comic, it wouldn't like. You could pull it up on Hulu. Yeah. But as a comic, it wouldn't like destroy your timing or anything like that.
1: I mean, if you wouldn't, comics are so neurotic, you wouldn't do something that wasn't going to like put you in the perfect place. Like, I'd never gotten too drunk to perform or anything like that. Even when I was like a drunk, maybe once or twice, like when I was partying and I was doing a yeah. set, I didn't really give two shits about, but something yeah. like the tonight show, you're not going to drink your face off. You're too scared. But like when you're a comfortable celebrity, just going out to talk about whatever movie you just did with Colin Farrell, or whatever, like, yeah, why wouldn't you get drunk?
4: Yeah. Like, like Frank Sinatra would like come on. Yeah. Those shows like- <laughs> you're having- Drew Barrymore yeah, would go on as a seven year
1: old, like wasted.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: It was a different time, and, um I think Jimmy Fallon kind of gets back to that where it's kind of like a party, yeah, I could uh or maybe Kimmel, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by like return to the old format, well,
2: just, just i, I you always hear stories where it wasn't planned or like, yeah. Uh, a guest would be on and then like Rickles would just walk out like Dean Martin would be on oh yeah. no I think it was I think there's a famous clip and I could be wrong but I think it's Rickles is on and Dean Martin someone just people would just walk out yeah. and know and people wouldn't know and just it's so fun to watch it's like what you said about Fred Armisen it's just so fun to watch someone on the spot yeah opposed to things being that's
1: yeah and that's drinks. why improv is so fun to watch when it's good because you're just like, is this really happening? Or like, that's why crowd work, whenever you go into the crowd and talk to someone, it can be, the bar is so low for funny. Like you can just say something that's kind of funny and because people are like, she definitely just came up with that. It kills! Like if you just say like the easiest thing ever. Um, What was I just gonna say? that's what Oh, uh, when I had my own talk show, MTV would be like, "We just want you guys to like riff more." And just like we kept hearing the word riff, so we were like, "Great, we'll riff." And they're like, "Great, send us a script of what that looks." And we're like, "No, <laughs> that's not what oh, riffing is." They would want us to send us a script of the riff. I mean, it was crazy. Like, you just can't be comfortable on TV anymore. There's two. the the networks have too much control there's too many stakes involved like that stakes are too high because there's too much tv so everything has to be perfect or like
2: whereas i think the tonight show was like the only game in town at the time and Mm -hmm. it was an hour and a half and they just i don't mean i'm not an expert on old school tonight show but when you watch it you're like wow there's just that vibe or like anything can happen
4: yeah Yeah.
1: that's why seeing
2: live comedy is the best
4: it's a whole different experience it's so much better It's not, it's better than live
1: theater because theater, they're not, there's nothing that's going to pull that off the rails. It's just, there's nothing like it. Nothing. And I I just, um, I'm shocked so many, I'm shocked people come out to see it because I feel like if I didn't do comedy, I wouldn't go see it because I like wouldn't know to or something. Like I just feel like, but I feel like also more people should see it because it's, but there's so much bad stuff and there's so many lies. Like I was just in Times Square and there was some guy barking for, Comedy Central taping tonight, and I was like, yeah. there's no comedy central taping. I know I know yeah. what's going on tonight. Yeah.
4: Probably someone from here. It was. <laughs> terrible. It
1: was. I was like, I wanted to stop and be like, what what are they taping tonight? <laughs> People go- show up here thinking there's gonna be a taping. You deal
4: with that nonstop. It's terrible.
1: They think they're gonna be film crews here. Yeah. And you're like, thank God this isn't a taping. Do you know how long those hugging take? And how many how raw your hands are at the end of it from clapping for nothing. <laughs> um, okay. Should we get into this this yeah. call? That is yeah. one of the weirdest calls we've ever had, um, which isn't saying much. We haven't done that many calls, but this is uh, just, we're going to play a couple minutes of it and then we're going to call the guy because it's just, it's like four minutes long, but we're not going to play that much of it. Here we go. Hello.
0: <clears throat> Hello. Uh, I, I'm a little uncomfortable calling, but I think that probably this is maybe one of the better venues I could call because it's actually a pretty horrible issue that I have, but uh, it's it's one that I try to have a sense of humor about. Now, it seems strange that I might be calling you for relationship issues, but I have a, a, a wife, two children. I've been married for almost 30 years now. And um, the thing that's that's most amazing about the fact that I've been married so long is that my wife has a, an extremely vicious temper. She's very uh, verbally abusive, in particular, but sometimes physically. Uh, one of the things she likes to do uh, for me, uh, for example, is uh, she likes to threaten to rip my balls off. Her her favorite threat when, when uh, she gets angry is to, rip my balls off and uh, you know she makes her hand like a claw so I can see her well manicured nails and imagine them actually ripping my balls off and um, you know it's almost like everything I do any little thing uh, you know she's very pissed off all the time and uh, uh, I know it's maybe not something to make light of but Uh, it's very difficult for me.
1: Okay, I'm going to stop it there. Um, He goes on just to say that he's, uh, he makes light of it, but it is, he repeatedly says, rip my balls off, because I'm sure he's is hearing that a lot. And he sounds, um, he asks, he goes on to ask, is this a normal thing? Do women just want to rip guys' balls off? Is this, and he says that she is very normal in front of their friends, but then at home she's really vicious to him. And that she's very giving and helpful to everyone she meets. But then, and he's like, is this normal? And um, it's weird for me because this guy's been married 30 years. Yeah. He's been married more than I've been alive. So I feel o- odd giving him advice. What I want to say is just get away from this woman immediately and your poor, poor kids. Yeah. So we're going to call him. Even though this could maybe not be a good idea, because I'm kind of scared to like talk to someone who's in this situation, but
2: yeah, we were on the fence if we were gonna call.
1: Yeah, our balls were caught on the fence. Yeah, (laughs) it's just the ball thing. You can't not laugh at the word balls.
2: Uh, well, if you put "rip them off" in front of the word balls, it's. it's,
1: I mean, what is that? What is that? What do you? What's your initial thought about this?
2: Uh. Well, with it, the the his message got a little lighthearted, a little more lighthearted as as it went on. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's definitely an unpleasant image.
1: I wouldn't say it got lighthearted.
2: Lighthearted er? Is that Okay, a thing? Nikki, it just got it?
1: less um depressing. Yeah, still didn't end on a high note. Though. Oh like, no, yeah, no, didn't, there was no yeah. like uplifting like. No, edits, you're right. We're gonna be okay. Yeah,
2: I wasn't inspired afterwards, but it was <laughs> it was um. Yeah, it just he seemed he he acknowledged that he kept saying that phrase and that he was, yeah, joking a little bit.
1: Yeah, because how could you not? Yeah. Um, are you with us? Hello. Hi. Hi, um, what can we call you?
0: Hey, I'm you can call me Mike.
1: Hey, Mike. Hey, um, Mike. it's Nikki and 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 Phil. Uh, we just played your message and um. We both actually just listened to it. It was the second time we had heard it. So, we, um, so we're so we well aware of what your story is. I, I want to ask you, are you the same person that tweeted me that you couldn't call right away because you were sitting next to her? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So you've been married 30 years. She, she, how often do you get this threat, this rip your balls off threat?
0: That's a good question. I, I would say uh, it, it's up and down, but I would say it's close to three times a month. Ugh. two to three times a month
1: and what's what sets her off what's what's her thing? what puts her in this kind uh, of mood?
0: It's kind of weird uh she she likes to be very in control, yeah, and uh I have a feeling that it's a matter of little things happening that she kind of buries and doesn't say anything about, and then there's one thing that seems very. Insignificant, but mm. it's finally like the last straw, and so she just starts to flip out, and she'll throw stuff around. She'll grab my, uh, uh not, not grab that, but mm-hmm. she'll grab my my belongings and and dump them out or something like that. And yikes! Um, then, then you know it it starts flying the, the threats and yeah and wow I, it's, it, it's it's very interesting because almost i would say 70% of the time she's a very lovely person and it seems like somebody who's very helpful and and kind but she puts she kind of puts that on and for whatever reason it's like that facade cracks when there's a, a few little things that go wrong so she or that she just doesn't like and then it's just it's just like flipping a switch
2: so she's sometimes helpful and kind to you I, I beg your pardon. is she sometimes helpful and kind to you uh,
0: less less often <laughs> yeah, yeah, both both you know to to the people in the family, she's a little more dictatorial and and uh but but from time to time she'll do something in other words the the, the beating will stop <laughs> yeah. I, I shouldn't really say that, but the you know the the insults the and abuse. The, the the meanness will stop for a little bit. And that will be the reward that you get. Does she ever recognize
2: that she shouldn't behave like that? Like, does she apologize afterwards or anything?
0: No. See, that's the thing. And, you know, it's interesting because I've been dealing with this for a long time, and it puts a lot of stress on me, but it's also enabled me to handle all kinds of things that other people probably couldn't handle. So, so in in a sense, and it sounds weird, I'm somewhat... Grateful for the fact that. Uh, give that, me an example that, of that what. I've had this, that I've been. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Give me an and, example. What can you handle now?
0: Uh, well, for example, I I, I, uh, I slipped and I fell a, a few years back. I broke my leg, mm-hmm. and I'm laying there on on the. And it was icy outside, so I'm laying there on the ground, and my I try to pick up my leg, and I can't pick it up. but I pick it up with my hand and it falls back down, and it really hurts. So I'm lying on my back on the icy ground, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm going to yell for a little while, but help might not come. <laughs> so I'm going to, because, because you just might not feel like coming out and seeing what's going on. And so I'm going to try to pull together and get in a comfortable position and hold my leg together and, you know, call out every once in a while, and I know that somebody's going somewhere, so somebody will come out of the house and and it it finally happened. We lived kind of out out away, so there's not a lot of people around to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so at any rate, um, that was a that was kind of a traumatic thing. But I kind of he- kept my head through the whole thing. Um, you know, both my parents have died in the last uh, five years or so, and um, that was that was kind of a traumatic thing. And, and although it was, I kind of got over it, and I. I kind of had to jump back into this sort of weird, um, you know, this weird kind of melee. Uh, and and so, those sorts of things that are kind of emotionally gripping are very, uh, very um, uh, uh, traumatic in a sense. I mean, a couple yeah. of car wrecks that people slammed into me. And, you know, it, 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 I, I get mad, but, um, you know, I deal with it. And the other thing is, i'm not the kind of person who naturally lets out anger and lets out you know frustration and emotion or, or i'm just not like that yeah. Where she is so it causes me to do that and as a result i'm probably a little less filled with resentment and anger that a lot of people are and you know if she calls me names i'm going to call her names back and so i call her names that are just as worse as the names like yeah. that she calls me. So you give it back when, to her. When, you know, when I just can't handle it anymore, right? Ma- so yeah. A lot of people don't get that opportunity in a relationship.
2: Ma- Mike, is there any um like could you talk to her about going to like both of you going to see counseling or like is it too far gone for you to say like okay like this cannot happen like just it's you're that's, physically that, threatening me. I can't live under these conditions. Right, exactly. No one can.
0: You know, it's interesting because I'm the one with the problem. It's not, you know, it's it's my deficiencies that cause her to act this way. So, you know, I would be the one that would need to seek counseling.
1: Is that you're and, saying and that's to, what she would say?
0: That's Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, you're and, not saying that's and, how and, uh, you feel. Okay. And, and that, you know, to, to me, it's almost like, I have to wait till she's in a really good mood to even suggest something like that. Right, but when she's and, in a good mood, you don't want to upset they, her,
1: and so you just don't that, say anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, how are your kids? Uh, still living at home? Or are they out of the house?
0: Yeah, they're, they're both. They're they're like young teenagers.
1: Oh, they're young teenagers. Yeah. I mean, my, I need you to, you need to get those kids out of there because this is what's going to happen just from me hearing this story, you have a mm-hmm. wife that is abusive and causing just a, a hostile environment for two teenagers to live in. And they, yeah they're not going to end up just hating her. They're going to end up hating you too, because you yeah, did I not, know. you like, did not protect them from her. It is just as yeah. much your fault as it is theirs. And it'll take them years to figure that out because it's so obviously she's the one that's nuts and a poor dad. But the fact that you weren't a man enough to take them out of that situation and say, you can't talk to me or my children this way, it's going to come, they're going to resent you for it. So you need, you need to, um, you need to leave her. <laughs> I mean, I hate saying that because I, I was just telling Phil, like you've been married longer than I've been alive, but I, I just, <laughs> I worry for, I worry for your kids. And if, the fact that I, I thought you they'd be a little more grown since you've been married so long, but, um, you need to save them from her because obviously they're catching some of this abuse too i'm I'm sure they get verbal yeah, abuse as well
0: yeah. and you know it's not like first of all i I can talk with them and I talked with them about this, and I you know I ask them, well, what do you think my options are and you know, they'll list some things, so it's not like we haven't talked about this. yeah, but they're not I'm,
1: they're not supposed but, to be giving you your options. You're an adult, they're kids. You shouldn't put that oh, on
0: them. No, no, no. I understand that. I, I guess. I guess what I'm saying is um, that I let them know that this, that that could be an outcome of this. Right. And um, uh, you know, I, I recognize what you're saying. Yeah. But on the other hand, what happens? I mean, this. What happens when you do something like that? Uh, it's not. It's not like. It's as easy as. It, and I'm not saying it's easy, but if you read anything about spouse abuse, mm-hmm. and you look on the you look on the internet for it, it always talks about. You know, it always assumes that the abused spouse is a woman. Right. There was there was an abused uh, spouse hotline, and they were, they said you know for for either gender, and I called it and. You know somebody picked up the phone and hung up, so it was almost like yeah. there's no resources well, and I'm not making excuses because it's 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 just really awful it like is you always think, well, it's a little better now, yeah, you know, you get a little bit better
2: but Mike, and you, you have so, you should so, go to counseling or something, like you could go to a therapist or you could go to. If it's either has to stop or you have to be removed from the situation, because I would be scared if you just left. Then, if she has such a bad temper, then she's going to start taking it out oh, on no, no, of no, your no. kids. Oh no,
0: no, I, I would, yeah, and I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean that would be the thing, and yeah, and there's legal ramifications for that sort of thing too. Oof. And then it's 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 almost like it's almost always the man is somehow the bad guy.
1: Yeah, and and so, she sounds so, like she would you know, lie and paint you as the bad. You know, like. This what, is messy.
0: What can
2: you do like now to be proactive in rectifying the situation? Like, What what can you do uh, this week to well, either see a counselor you know, uh, or look into uh, uh, relocating?
0: Couple things. I I would like to get to the point where we are having a conversation with somebody else and she doesn't view it as an attack or that I'm trying to take control of the situation or that somebody will agree with me and not her. Because right. I think that's really go down to and uh, there are people um, that I know that I think we could probably talk to and that's what I'm gonna to try to steer her towards um, you know uh, we we go to a church we we know people there and mm-hmm. uh, you know we could talk to somebody there and God. and that could that would probably be a less threatening situation and she could say all the bad things about me she wants to and and you know get it out of her system in that in that milieu and then uh, you know because I really don't care I just want it to to stop yeah and you all it's really you know you think after a decade you would think you know just one decade of this oh it's never gonna get better but it's always it's always like it gets better for a little while and then it gets worse right
2: yeah, well, uh, I think you should try to set a goal to make a step towards rectifying the situation. However, you have to do that. But I think you should make a goal, like when you hang up the phone. Now, I think it's like you have to act as soon as possible. You
1: gotta protect your kids from this. They are yeah. gonna. It's it's. They're gonna. T- they're gonna do it to their spouses. It's this is That's a vicious a cycle. I
0: will do that. I will use this as a save as your kids. A, uh, a, a- stepping stone to do that and i'm i i'm going to make a goal by the end of this weekend to talk with her about doing that kind of thing
1: and i i totally think this is important that you called because more people need to hear that spousal abuse does not just come from the male always and it's there's a stigma and it's it, it must be so hard to get help because it's so easy for a woman to turn it around and say well no i'm the victim and and uh, right. i i i don't right. i i can't imagine the what you're going through and how long you've put up with this and how you keep hoping it'll get better and it doesn't but i just don't want these kids to to resent you because they already resent her and and unless you get them out of the situation or at least attempt to they're right. gonna feel very alone um ultimately yeah. Yeah. and well, and abandoned yeah. by both and, of you and
0: that- I have tried to ameliorate that by talking with them and letting them know that I recognize the situation. And see, she won't be mean to them as mean as she can be if I'm around. So they do realize that I will not let
1: her Yeah, be you protect as them mean to
0: them as she is to me. But But you can't always you know, be around it, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't Go always
1: ahead. be around.
0: I beg your pardon. You
1: can't always be around, so she is mean to them when you're gone.
0: Yes, you're right, and and that's exactly what happened. Ugh. And that's and, and you're right. That's exactly what I'm afraid of. Yeah. And and you know both my kids are are fairly large and athletic. The other thing would be that you know they end up being in a situation that they regret. Yeah. And I can't always be around.
1: Because they must be dealing with such anger issues. I mean, I think, if anything, how about this? How about get your kids some therapy?
0: I, I think that would probably be a good thing. Because it um, could
1: just come out in there, and then the therapist could take it upon herself to get you the help you need, without right. your and w- and without having to go through your wife first or whatever.
0: And that's actually my plan. What what I, in terms of this goal, what I want to do is both talk to her about it, but at the same time approach the people that I think uh, would help the most with my children and yeah. tell them what we experience.
1: I think and, go go to counseling you know, with your kids or without them, but get them in there.
0: Uh-huh. And that yeah. I think
1: that's a, a good first step.
0: I think that's very good. I think that's very good advice.
1: Well, um, I appreciate,
0: appreciate you taking the time.
1: Oh my gosh, well we appreciate your call. Yeah, thanks it's, for uh, calling, Mike. it's obviously a insanely sensitive issue and just so hard to even hear and, and we wish you the best of luck with it and thank you for calling and sharing it with us and um, yeah, I, I, I wish the best for you. I really do. I appreciate it. Thank you very You're much. You're in our thoughts.
2: Yeah, Take care, Mike. Thanks, thank
1: Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. The Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, I think we did as best we could. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, we you know? did as best we could and um we could have just not taken the call but we thought yeah. that uh it would be irresponsible or I think something. it's
1: important because that is a classic example of someone who is just stuck Yeah because divorce is so fucking hard and especially as a man who's getting abused the second he goes out to uh, you know Says to a judge, Well, she says this, she's gonna be like, Well, he does this and he's watching porn. It at- like she'll yeah, just come yeah. up with some, bullshit yeah, yeah, that justifies her behavior. And yeah. it's just, it, it's, it's really a, a, a shitty situation for him to be in. But I think that it's, and it's, I'm glad the kids aren't grown yet because there's like a hope for them, yeah. but. Um, cause I was thinking like, if they're like my age, they're like already like, fuck both of you. Yeah. Dad, get it together. And
2: you're right. It will dawn on them at some point that he totally let them down. Yeah.
1: Cause he's going to be the hero right now. Cause dad doesn't say mean things yeah. to us. Dad's cool. Yeah. But then it's going to be like, dad's a fucking pussy. Yeah. He let mom talk to him that way. Yeah, and yeah. and they're going to just hate both of you. Yeah. And so it's,
2: Ooh, I, I,
1: I can't believe he trusted us with advice but um well,
2: something has to like yeah the, like no one would be like ah it'll be fine you something has to happen this
1: happens so much it's just so common i know so many people come from this
2: of a situation where the, the um the father left and then and then the mother you know was then unkind to the kids. like it's yeah she's got a vent on someone
1: oh and she does when he's not there
2: yeah I'm he sorry. already
1: said like she's kind she's kind to them yeah. when he's there. Yeah. So that means he knows that shit goes down when he's not there. But
2: it's crazy if if she doesn't even apologize. It's so far gone that she's, oh, she's not even like, of course I said I was going to rip your balls off. That's what people say. Like th- that's how she feels. She should. Oh, interact. you can
1: tell she's a nutcase. But
2: also it was interesting because we were just talking about how you see a couple out and they're nice in public, and then you don't know what's going down. I know. I bet that woman's f-
1: church friends are like, she's not this, Maureen. Yeah. But right? she but her lemon bars are so delicious yeah. and perfect. Yeah. And she has it and she does yoga every day. How could she possibly have that? She would never say those things. Rip your balls off. She doesn't talk like yeah. that. Yeah. Those aren't the Lord's words. I mean there it's God, man. People can really keep it together for public appearances and then
2: Yeah. We and just, i feel bad cuz he's probably like it's easy for us to be like you got to sit her down and tell her you're going to cruise or whatever but he also has just got home from work or was on his way to work he's yeah. got to pick his kids up from whatever it's practice it's easier
1: said we're i'm yeah. like t- you know 29 living on my own like just fucking leave her man <laughs>
2: no but he's like he's like okay but i have to i have these responsibilities like he's in i've been in um shitty situations where you're like yeah i know what i have to do Big picture, but I also just have to get through today. Like, today I'm going to, you know, I have these responsibilities and I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, a bunch of today's, he's like, looking back, he's like, yeah, she's been wanting to rip my balls off for a decade.
1: Right. How many times have I had to deal with, there's something I have to deal with right now that's pertinent, but I'm just take a nap instead because that'll somehow make it kind of go away. Yeah, yeah. And it's just waiting for you. And, oh, God. That's that's fucking rough. We went from talking about The Tonight Show yeah. to that. Well, this is what the show is, people. Um, we enjoy your calls as horrific or as um, lighthearted as you want to make them. Um, please keep calling the show. The number is 347-267-1280. <laughs> Uh, guys, keep calling the show. We love to hear from you. Uh, the number is posted wherever you got this. I don't have it memorized off the top of my head yet because we haven't even posted these episodes, but by the time you hear this, we will have done that a lot and, uh, memorized it and memorized it. So, but it's wherever you downloaded this. So just please call in, leave us your, uh, your message and we will hopefully call you back. You don't need to leave your number though, because it is on, we like have caller ID. So, um. Uh, Thank you so much for your calls. Thank Thank you you for for listening. listening. Till we know nothing. Till we know nothing. And we'll see you next week.
2: Bye. Bye.